0: Happy Half Moon Day. As I'm recording this, the moon is halfway full. We are halfway between the new moon eclipse we just had in Sidereal Virgo on October 14th, 2023, and the moon is halfway full. And it's moon day as I'm recording this. It's a Monday. The moon's halfway full on the way to our full moon solar eclipse in Sidereal Aries that's happening on this Saturday, I almost said August, October 28th. Uh, 2023, And so that's what this episode is going to be all about. I am actually recording this earlier in the week than I usually do because the full moon's on Saturday and I was like, I, it was a priority to me to get this out sooner um, so that you could have some time to sort of be sitting with the information and digesting it so that you can be most prepared for how you're going to work with this full moon solar eclipse. So I, this episode is your yogi scope for the full moon Eclipse happening this weekend. So first of all, I'd just like to extend you a warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. Whether you're a new listener or a returning listener, I'm so glad that you're here. Every single one of you, um, like every single person that listens to an episode, and I see it on my little analytics page of of listeners. I'm just grateful for each one of you, especially the ones that come back week after week. And so, yeah, I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Thanks for spending time with me today or every week or however often you have listened to this podcast. If you're new around here, a yogi scope is yoga practices. Think of it like a horoscope for yogis. It's yoga practices for the astrological weather, like whatever's happening under Vedic sidereal astrology, because if you're into yoga... Vedic astrology goes much better with yoga, in my opinion. There's a lot of reasons for that. I have a couple blogs on my website. If you want to explore more into that, you can go to yogiscopes.com slash blog and just poke around, especially the one that says, what is Vedic astrology is a really good place to start if that's new news to you, um, right? So, So I've created some resources. I don't want to sit here and like bore people that maybe hear me say something like this every week, but it is also important to know that um, the eclipse is happening in sidereal Aries, which is more astronomically accurate than I suppose the Western folks are probably like the loudest people on the internet. If you've been, if you pay attention to astrology in a general sense, the loudest people on the internet are talking about this eclipse happening in Taurus. So that's in the, under the tropical zodiac, which Western astrology uses, which if you're new to astrology up until this point, uh, you probably just knew of astrology and, and thought there was like maybe only one kind, or maybe you had some inkling that there were different kinds. Anyway, Vedic astrology, which I'm going to assert pairs much better with yoga. If you love yoga and love astrology, I'm going to um, kindly assert that you should be using Vedic astrology, which uses the sidereal zodiac, which I have an article about on my website if you want to read more. But suffice it to say, this eclipse is happening in Aries and we're gonna talk today about what that means. And of course, yoga practices and journal prompts to best work with this eclipse. First, a couple housekeeping announcements before I dive into the astrology of the full moon. One is that if you're local to Asheville or can be in Asheville, North Carolina this weekend, that's where I'm located, I'm having a full moon event. Um, and it's if you go to yogiscopes.com slash classes, you can see all the details there. It's just outside of Asheville. It's at my farm retreat where I live. Um, and we have a what, what I'm calling my yoga barn um, that my husband built with love for me uh, to have yoga stuff in. And this will be our third full moon event. They have been super fun. We're also doing forest bathing. Um, and it's just 5 30 to 8 30 PM. So if you're local or can get here this weekend, I don't have lodging for you unless you want to camp, which I'm so down for. If you want to camp, you can just email me and, and we'll talk about it. But, um, yeah, cause I have like 17 acres, there's woods, um, and like hundreds of acres of woods behind our property. So it's a super nice place to come and spend some mindful time in nature, do some yoga, do a practice for this full moon, and you can go to yogiscopes.com slash classes to sign up. That is an in-person event. And if you're in the membership, that gets you access to, to the in-person events as well. Um, you just have to email me and let me know that you want to be there. Um, so that because we do have limited space, limited parking specifically, so I have to cap the event. And then second housekeeping announcement is that if you have taken the Birth Chart Basics mini course, which is always open for enrollment, if you want to dive a little bit deeper into um, learning your birth chart, you can go to yogiscopes.com offerings. But if you've signed up for that course at any point, the next quarterly live Q&A is right now scheduled for November 19th, which is a Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern. I'm actually considering moving that to the Saturday immediately before. I shouldn't have said that out loud before I decided, but here we are, this is who I am as a person. And then third housekeeping announcement is um, our reading winners from the recent survey. I told y'all I was gonna do this, that I was gonna pick the ones whose like, answers I wanted to know more about and put them in a drawing, and I was only gonna choose three, but I chose six because why am I like this, I don't know. So congrats to Kendra, Megan, Lewis, Bianca, Carolyn and Jerry. So, all six of you should have gotten an email from me this morning um, to get you scheduled for that uh, reading follow up because I, I don't know. I just wanted to ask you, all six of you, more about what you put, and I decided we'll just figure it out. So, I sent you an email with the scheduling link for all six of you. We'll get you scheduled. A couple of you are already scheduled, and thanks. And I'll see you at our time. But otherwise, uh, that was for a survey I sent out recently. And the fo- everybody, even if I didn't select you for a uh, reading follow-up, because mostly it's this is like, maybe it's messed up, but it was purely based on people whose answers I, I wanted to know more about. Um, and it is what it is. And so I chose those people. I couldn't narrow it down any more than that. I wanted to talk to each one of you. Um, and because most of you, I, I have been pretty active in the community, so that's part of it. Um, I sent out a membership trial to everybody who filled out the survey. And it turns out the survey is, so even though I've done the reading drawing and that's uh, over and done with, if you do want to uh, get that two-week free membership trial, you can still go and fill out the survey if you want to. And I'll email you the membership trial um, I'll link it one more time in the show notes, but yeah. Okay, so let's get into the astrology. I don't normally have that much housekeeping announcements, but this time I did. So here we are at the end of a very, very big cycle. So as you may have heard, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, that um, Rahu and Ketu, which are the known as the nodes of the moon if you know of that from Western astrology, that's what they're called in Western astrology. In Vedic astrology, they're called Rahu and Ketu, um, but they're the nodes of the moon. Um, they're the eclipse points. So they are responsible for eclipses in general. And eclipse season is always a big deal because it is... what What happens at eclipse season is... So at any new moon, for example... The moon and sun are, are together in a sign, but they don't travel the exact same path in the sky. Um, so when they come to the same degree point of a sign from our perspective, which is what's happening in astrology, they're not like over top of each other. They're just in, in the same point in the sky. But at an eclipse, this is um, a new moon eclipse I'm talking about. The moon blocks out the sun, which... From an astrological standpoint, so this is still for the the eclipse we just had, the new moon solar eclipse, where um, intuition is high, right? Because the moon is feelings, emotions, intuition, and the sun is like the soul and like self expression. So um, at a new moon eclipse, it's more of a time to sort of lay low and tap into your feelings and um, emotions and and be and think about how that informs your expression in general. and then this one is a full moon lunar eclipse where the earth casts its shadow on the moon. So the moon now that sort of mind and emotions is blotted out. So I guess astrologically at a full moon lunar eclipse, which is the one that's coming up this weekend, it's more like... It's still considered the whole entire eclipse season is considered a time to lay low and be more spiritual and be more in touch with your sort of inner workings because of this um, eclipsing that's happening, like for lack of a better word, like the when the moon eclipses the sun, it's not a good time to be like outward. And then when the earth eclipses the moon, it's not a good time. You know, your emotions might be clouded, basically. So this whole time during eclipse season Which is, I did a special episode about the entire eclipse season and sort of like what was going on. It came out on September 22nd, which was a month ago now. Um, You can go back and re-listen to it. But basically, eclipse season runs from the full moon before this one, in this case, to the new moon after. So it's six weeks. Um, it, It runs from this year from September 29th to November 13th, which is the new moon in Libra. So... I've been sort of like breaking this down and talking about it for weeks now because it's important and because um I want y'all to be paying a little extra special attention because that's the move for eclipse season. Like that's what any of us should be doing is um basically in a nutshell just keep doing the work that you're doing but pay attention to the signs and the um like downloads you have. And I often hear people say that eclipse season isn't the time to just start something completely new. But I do think it's the time. So if you get some crazy idea out of left field, um, you might not go and do it. It's probably not a good idea to go and do it during this six-week period because there's this element of, like, more will be revealed. Like, you might be having, like, crazy downloads right now or these, like, crazy synchronicities happening in your life. and But with that. So it's like, good, pay attention to those things, lean into them. Yes. But don't put all your eggs in that basket, I guess, because of that whole element of like, the mind is a little bit clouded, especially for this full moon eclipse. So it's good to just be receptive, be as receptive as possible. And don't act yet. That's like the point I was trying to get to with explaining what what's happening astronomically and how that translates astrologically with like the moon blotting out the sun and then earth blotting out the moon at this eclipse season how that plays out in your life is pay attention to what's coming up but um just try to make sense of it right now and you can act on it later after eclipse season is over if that makes sense and so that's in a nutshell that's like any eclipse season in general let's talk in more depth about what's happening More specifically with this eclipse season and, of course, more specifically with the upcoming eclipse in Aries. And so, we just had an eclipse in Virgo. Did a special episode about that. And Virgo is where K2 is moving. And so, I also did a special episode about Rahu moving to Pisces from Aries, where Rahu is right now. And K2 moving to Virgo. So, that will be important to understand in its own way. And I'm not going to like recap that too much right this second. But what's important to know is that the new moon we just had would have been a time to set your intentions around how you want the next 18 months to go. Like what do you want to embody for the next 18 months? And this full moon eclipse coming up in Aries has a huge like new beginning through an ending vibe to it. So, uh, and I'll explain why, because uh, for several reasons, but uh, first reason being Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. So, and this, the nakshatra where it's happening, which is a lunar mansion in Vedic astrology, um, they're just more specific than signs, if that's your first time hearing that word, or if you're still new and, and don't quite understand nakshatras, the idea is they function exactly like signs, but they're just a little bit more specific. I also have an article on my website about that. If you go to yogiscopes.com slash blog, um, and you can find the one about nakshatras and just in general, what they mean and how to use them. But the nakshatra, the lunar mansion where this eclipse is happening is the first nakshatra of the Zodiac. Um, so there's usually like two to two and a half nakshatras per sign. Um, or I guess I should say two and a half to three. Anyway, there's a couple nakshatras in a sign. They're more specific than signs. They're like smaller segments of the sky. And so this is not only the first sign of the zodiac, first nakshatra of the zodiac. But the eclipse points, Rahu and Ketu, move backwards. So normally Aries is the first sign, Pisces is the last. So Aries has this connection to new beginnings and Pisces has a connection to endings. In general, in a general sense, um, among other things, right? And so, this eclipse being a full moon, full moons in general are, it's the end of, it's like the peak of a lunar cycle. So, the only place to go from there is down, right? It's a beginning of the waning cycle of the moon, beginning of the end, right? At any full moon in general. And then this one is happening in the first sign of the zodiac, first nakshatra of the zodiac, with the eclipse points moving backwards towards the end of the zodiac, right? So that's another connection we're drawing to this um, ending and new beginning, uh, you know, know, thing happening here. And then another um, sort of connection to that, that ending and new beginning thing is that this is the end of the Rahu and K2 cycle. So they stay in a sign, for 18 months, for a year and a half, and Rahu and K2 are the most karmic planets in Vedic astrology. Like, um, that's actually what we just spent this past um, workshop we did. We do monthly workshops in the membership, and this weekend we did one around um, this upcoming. You know, just in more in depth, we did a yoga practice, some guided journaling, and then um, some like lecture portion and practice on charts for what to expect for this upcoming new cycle, right? And how to sort of step through this eclipse season and new beginning with grace. Um, But a lot of what we focused on in there was talking about how to see, um, when when we say Rahu and Ketu are these karmic planets and they're indicators of your karma, that's what the workshop was on, was like how to see, like how to interpret that for yourself, basically. Um, But an, an assertion that I want to make that might make it more, make more sense in your life is that, and, and I explain this in more depth in the workshop too, which by the way, if you just fill out the survey, I will send you the trial and you can watch the replay of the workshop. Um, but you have to put your email address and fill out the survey. And so the assertion that I make is that karmas are pretty much synonymous with traumas. And so I'm by that, I mean that Traumas and karmas alike are sort of like the hand you've been dealt. It's like things that you've been through, um, you know, in this life or, you know, maybe even in a past life. If you subscribe to that, I'm going to also assert that it's not that important. If you um, maybe don't fully understand or believe reincarnation as a belief system, maybe you do. And then this works really well. But even if you don't, I think it still does that. Basically, we all have like different hands we've been dealt. And the hand we've been dealt in life, you know, it might be a shitty hand, but we got to play it to the best of our ability because it's what we have, right? And um, that's basically what your karmas are. It's the hand you've been dealt in life. And so your karmas might be similar to your family's karmas, but they're just a little bit different, right? And so that's been a big theme of the past few months is that sort of lineage um, and generational trauma lineage healing kind of stuff has been coming up so um so yeah so basically from a spiritual standpoint karmas are the hand you've been dealt and even if it's shitty like it's what you've got and you've got to uh work with what you've got and that's all you've got to work with is what you've got if that makes sense and from a um i guess less spiritual standpoint talking about karmas or i mean traumas sorry Traumas are also, to a degree, like the hand you've been dealt, even if it's shitty. Like, we've been through stuff in life, and I think, personally, that your dharma or your right path comes from just doing the next right thing, uh, despite whatever hand you've been dealt. So, despite whatever your karmas are, despite whatever your traumas are, um, if you're following your dharma, you're like, wow, I've been dealt this shitty hand, but I'm just going to keep trying to do the best I can with what I've got. And doing that is following your Dharma. And so a lot of us are pretty much doing that in an intuitive sense, but it still helps to try to understand it um, from an astrological perspective because it's extremely validating. And so that's the kind of thing we talked about in the workshop yesterday um, was like more nitty gritty than I'm going to get into on this podcast episode about how to... um, like see that in your chart and how to interpret it and the the bits and pieces of like, okay, how do you interpret that? And I'm gonna tell you right now, to bring this full circle to our discussion, that it has to do with Rahu and K2, right? Are like the karmas you need to be addressing in your life where where a lot of your focus is going to be placed. And so you'll wanna look at where they are in your birth chart. That's gonna be important and that's something we work through um, yesterday in the workshop as well as where they're going. And so that's why it's like this change happening right now is a big deal. It's like, you're still going to be working through those karmas in your chart, but with like a new flavor of lessons coming up, if you will, with this change with Rahu and K two changing signs. And so that's the new cycle that we're at the beginning of. And that's what this, so this eclipse is marking the beginning of a new cycle and hopefully that you're sort of bringing past new beginnings to full circle, to fruition, right? And so that has to do with the fact that it's in Aries, the fact that Rahu and Ketu are also changing signs literally two days later. Because I don't know if I said this already, but the eclipse is happening on October 28th, which is Saturday, um, at around 4.23 p.m. Eastern time. And... um Then on October 30th is when Rahu and K2, which is Monday, is when Rahu and K2 move signs officially. And so I've been talking about this for weeks and here it is, like we're here, it's happening. And so I'm going to tell you on this podcast episode, this is what I'm getting to, is like what you should be paying attention to, like how you can best work with that and some yoga practices, of course, to support you. Um, But first I just want to dive a little bit more deeply into the nakshatra. Um, and before I even do that, I just want to point out a couple other astrological things that are happening. So we've talked about what a solar eclipse means, um, that the, or sorry, this is a lunar eclipse, that the earth is casting its shadow on the full moon. The Moon, representing the mind and emotions, when it becomes full, it receives and reflects the light of the sun. So it's like our mind and emotions reflect the light of our soul at a full moon, if you will. And so this one is being blotted out by the shadow of the earth, which I suppose in a, in an astrological interpretation sense, that could mean that like, you know, sort of earthly realities are getting in the way of our mind really being receptive to more spiritual things right if that makes sense and so that's a big theme of this eclipse is um that's why in in general in eclipse times we just want to slow down and be receptive and just pay more attention instead of being outward because what you're receiving spiritually during this time like the downloads you're receiving the synchronicities you're noticing are probably really valuable and you should probably be paying extra attention to them But acting on them right now will just be a little bit clouded and you need to wait until that sort of shadow, if you will, is lifted uh, before you go acting on it. But I do think it's important to be paying attention to the downloads and the synchronicities, if you will. And then so also at this time, Mercury and Mars are there in Libra with K2 and the sun. And so the moon's over there in Aries um with Jupiter, Rahu, and Uranus, okay? So there's a lot happening around this Aries and Libra axis, right? Pretty much everything. The only other things going on right now in the night sky are Saturn still retrograde over here in Aquarius, and Venus is directly across from that in Leo still. Um, for a little while longer, Venus will be moving out of Leo um, next week, in fact, shortly after Rahu and Ketu move, that's not, uh, my point to be talking about right now, but just, just importantly from that, like what I hope you got from what I just said is that pretty much everything is built up around Aries and Libra. And this is something I've been like harping on recently is that that's how it works with these big karmic shifts of Rahu and K2, and really Saturn and Jupiter too is, it will kind of like build, the energy will build and then come to a head. And right at the moment of transition, which we're at this week and next week, um, if you haven't been sort of working with whatever it's been asking you to work with, there might be some hard lessons coming up, but if you have that's uh, it, it will sort of resolve now. I hope that makes sense. And, and we, of course, again, in that workshop went over Um, more in-depth of how to really truly understand how that applies to your chart individually. But in a general sense, Aries is the self and Libra is other. So there's there's probably a lot of karma coming up and either um, being worked through or not around self and other, around self-expression and relationships and that kind of stuff has been the major theme with Rahu and Ketu over the past year and a half and then so also this Ra- or Rahu is still gandanta so Rahu has been gandanta meaning um, in the early degrees of a fire sign moving to a water sign for a little while and will continue to be gandanta for almost the rest of the year and so basically it's just things are really heating up and what you're sort of like pushing Putting into motion right now is um, a little more impactful. And I'm trying not to be too cryptic with that. But I also just want, like, I just don't feel like right now is the time for me to explain Gandanta. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. It's just like, if you want to know more about that, just ask me. Um, but for those of you that have been, like, listening for a while, that's just a little bit reminder. Um, and... We are at the end of the Guru Chandal Yoga. So when Rahu moves away from Aries on Monday, right after the eclipse, when the moon is still kind of technically in its full phase, um, Jupiter will be feeling a lot better. So basically, it's like everything's building and this week is when things are going to come to a head probably in a big way or come to fruition in your life related to whatever has been building in your life and hopefully next week. Things start to ease or get challenging in a different way, um, right, in your chart. And whatever's been going on around self and other for you or around the houses where Aries and Libra are will start to ease next week. So that's just some important other stuff happening astrologically. Now let's dive more deeply into the nakshatra of Ashwini. Ashwini is, like I mentioned, the first nakshatra of the zodiac. So it has this natural connection to like new beginnings and, um, like initiation, like that spark of starting something new and it's symbolized by a horse's head. So there's a connection to horses, which archetypally horses are strong, powerful, they're fast, but they're also gentle, um, but they're like, they don't take no lip. You know what I mean? Like horses will like buck you in a second if you're being an asshole kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, but they're also gentle and horses are very therapeutic. Like you ever heard of equine therapy? So that's part of the archetype in, in forming this eclipse. And then also the ruling planet is K2. So that just... um Means that whatever K2 is doing is a little bit more impactful at this eclipse, and so, like I mentioned a moment ago, K2 is over there in Libra with the Sun, Mars, and um, Mercury, right? And they're all kind of being blotted out by the Sun, they're like Mercury and Mars are combust, right? And then, so that's drawing this connection of just like everything's around Aries and Libra right now, and so that's the astrological reason, but um. Basically, like I've been saying, is like everything around these karmas is probably building and coming to a head right now. And then the ruling deity of this nakshatra is the Ashwini Kumaras, which are the physicians of the gods, basically. So just to wrap all that up, the symbolism of this nakshatra is playing into energies around this eclipse of um, healing, of strength and power and um, initiation, right, and that kind of thing. But it is a full moon eclipse. So what I'm gonna assert that, we'll talk about this in the journal prompts, is that hopefully you are bringing some initiation that you started over the past six months especially, but maybe year and a half, to fruition, to full circle. So just to recap, the overall energies of this full moon eclipse, lunar eclipse, are spiritual healing. The healing energy is super high, given that Ashwini Kumaras archetype, right? And, and the connection to K2 um, here. And so K2 is a very, like, spiritually embodied planet. If it's, like, the shadow of K2 is is being disembodied or being detached, right? Um, Like a little bit too, too detached, too spiritually detached from the material world, right? Um, But the uh, most aligned, I guess, or what's the opposite of shadow side of K2 is being spiritually embodied, like maintaining that spiritual connection and connection to your body as you move through life. And so if you can, uh, tap into that at this eclipse, it will be good. And then another overall energy is embodying your dharma, embodying that right path. Like, are you walking the walk in your life? And can, is there anything that you can do to bring that more to fruition, to being, to existence at this full moon? And then also another overall energy of this eclipse is ending an 18-month cycle And with that ending, ushering in a big new beginning. And so, can you embody what you've been working on for the last 18 months? But especially, like I said, the last six months since... Because at the last eclipse we had in April, it was like within days of Jupiter moving to Aries and starting this Guru Chandal Yoga. So if you wanted another thing to revisit, you could go back and listen to that episode from April at the last eclipse we had in Aries when Jupiter... um, move to Aries, right? If you will. So that's an important, like bringing that last six months full circle. And maybe then also thinking about like, did you, this is part of the journal prompts, like, did you start anything then that you couldn't finish? And how can you, um, once Rahu moves away, bring a more balanced, like Jupiterian approach to whatever you sort of started six months ago, right? So, the yoga practices for this eclipse include third chakra work, um balancing agni because that's like if you haven't done panchakarma or like a, an ayurvedic um people often call it kichari cleanse, but I just I like to use the word panchakarma instead because it's more than just eating kichari. It's not like, I've, I feel like I've heard that described before as like a kitchari cleanse, do a kitchari cleanse. And, and all you got to do is just eat kitchari for two weeks or 10 days or whatever. It's more than that. Like, if you do true panchakarma, it's more than just only eating kitchari. And I have an Ayurvedic practitioner friend who is wonderful to guide you through that from the comfort of your own home. It's much more affordable um, and probably, honestly, higher touch, higher support than going on a pa- panchakarma retreat. Um so if you want to know more about that let me hook you up with my Ayurvedic practitioner friend. I do Panchakarma all the time. I don't feel qualified to guide people through them. I'll tell you about it, but I'm not going to guide you through. I'm not an Ayurvedic practitioner nor am I a dietitian. But Panchakarma cleansing is highly indicated right now. That's that would be a good way to work through this energy and sort of release anything that needs to be released, if you will, from your being. Um but then in, in an asana sense if you can do like a cooling breath because Aries is a little bit hot-headed energy, um, and also like nervous system regulation is extra important right now. Um so cooling breath, support your head as much as possible. Um so that could be with your hands or like on the floor itself, that kind of stuff. And if you want to come, if you're in Nashville, you can come this weekend and we'll do a practice related to this. And so your journal prompt for the, well, it's two journal prompts. Your journal prompts for this eclipse are, one, did you begin anything that you couldn't finish this year? And how can you focus on bringing those intentions to fruition now? How can you focus on embodying those intentions you set, especially about six months ago? And I started to just copy and paste the journal prompts from... April from the last eclipse in Aries. But if you wanted to revisit that, I recommend it. But I just I was like, no, I'm not I'm not a copy and paster. Oh, sorry, my next calendar event. No, I always I've been forgetting lately to put my stuff on do not disturb and I apologize. Um and then so next question is uh what's your dharma and how are you embodying that? And so, that's like like I spent some time harping on that I suspect most people are doing their Dharma. Like, as long as you've been spending a long time trying to do the next right thing and sort of, like, be the person you needed when you were younger kind of idea, then that's your Dharma. And I suspect that you know. But astrology just helps feel validated in that and helps find a little bit more clarity. So if you want to revisit that workshop, that's what that's for, um, to help you figure that out a little bit more in depth. But... I suspect that some part of your being knows, um, and can you embody that any amount more, um, as we step into this new cycle after the eclipse. And so right now, like I've been saying, is the time to just pay attention and think about what, um, downloads you've been getting. And then after the eclipse season is over is when you'll sort of put that into more action. So I hope that helps. Um, yeah, if I sent you an email about being a reading winner, or if I said your name earlier and you didn't get that email, please reach out to me directly. And then, um, yeah, happy eclipse season, happy half moon day. Um, and if you still, there's still last little chance to fill out the survey and get in on that uh, free two week membership trial. If you want more details about that, you can also just email me. I'm always just an email away, RosemaryYogiscopes.com. So please remember to keep your feet on the ground your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends, take care.